1: Welcome to the Sustainable Success Radio Show. It's Wednesday morning. Hope you're having a great day. Uh, We're going to have a great show today. We have a great guest, uh, but we do want to always mention our sponsors. And we uh, have a great sponsor that has joined us called Power Pack 3. That's Power Pack with the number three. And they consist of probiotics, digestive enzymes, multivitamins, purposely formulated to contain everything vital to your body needs to function at optimum levels. They are known as the world's freshest and most potent vitamin packs. Never, ever coming from the warehouse, not sitting on any store shelves, no fillers, no additives, no preservatives, non-GMO, and only raw organic ingredients. And let's not forget, you have direct shipping right to your door. Come visit uh, PowerPack3 at www.PowerPack3.com. Again, that's Power Pack. The number three dot com or contact them direct at eight seven seven three four seven seven eight three nine. Again, we encourage our listeners also to uh, get engaged with the Sustainable Success Facebook page. You can find us at Sustainable Success. 2017 on Facebook. There you'll be able to listen to past episodes with our always our great guests that we have on and you'll be getting great content as always that you could always tap into at any given time. Today we have a great uh, title today that we're going to be discussing and today's topic is called The Secret to Sustainable Business Growth in a New Artificial Intelligence Driven World. And our guest today is Chris Wise. And let me give you a background about Chris. Chris is an expert at scaling businesses. He is an author and a public speaker, and he has started and owned and managed multiple companies over the course of 25 years and has successfully sold two businesses. During this time, he has coached and consulted with hundreds of clients in a wide variety of industries, including digital marketing, coaching and consulting companies, SAS-based companies, mortgage, real estate, insurance, to name a few. God, Chris covers the the, uh, many segments here. He is passionate about solving the complex problems associated with building and organizing businesses. After seeing the benefits of his own companies, he's excited about bringing his diverse set of expertise to his clients. Chris is calling from Los Angeles, California, and he works remotely with his customers all over the U.S. Chris, I would love to formally introduce you to the show.
2: Great. Well, thank you, Chris, and I appreciate being here.
1: Great. How's everything going this morning in Los Angeles?
2: Absolutely beautiful, amazing, a little overcast, but... uh... It's uh, it's nice to have a break from constant
1: sunshine. Sometimes, (laughs) (laughs) well, we welcome the sunshine. We've had some rain around here, but it's uh, it's go. It's beautiful here today, so we're we're excited to have you. So when we when, when we look at this topic, the secret to sustainable business growth in a new. Yeah. AI-driven world. AI again standing for artificial intelligence. Can you yeah. tell us what you know what that means so our listeners today can get a firm understanding what that means for business growth?
2: Well, I first want to set the reality and the context of what's actually happening in the business world, uh, and I would imagine uh, different people have varying degrees of awareness around what's actually occurring. The rate of change growing and accelerating right now in all areas of life, driven by technology advancements. And one of the biggest advancements that's really driving this growth is artificial intelligence. And this is basically where machines have intelligence uh, that can do the thinking on their own and there's so many different examples for for example uh earlier this year there was the first screenplay that was written by artificial intelligence uh there are cars now that are being driven by artificial intelligence uh in every area of life uh there it is now being impacted by artificial intelligence in some way and it is predicted over the next uh, 10 years, that uh, 40 to 60% of jobs will be directly impacted by artificial intelligence. Now, this is very can be very scary for those who aren't prepared, who don't know how to handle the change, and it also creates great opportunity for those that do. And so today I'm specifically talking to the business owner. And how do we navigate this upcoming world for sustainable success? Recently I and I actually feel like I understand and know what the secret is and the secret actually might be more surprising than you actually might think article. Yeah. So I I recently read an article, uh, by billionaire Jack Ma and he talks about the love quotient or LQ LQ standing for love quotient. And it was the first time that I had heard it in this language. And so just to kind of create the context you know, you're might be familiar with, uh, your, your EQ, your IQ, Because your uh, your your mental intelligence,
1: I Q, emotional intelligence.
2: Yep, your EQ, your emotional, uh, uh, your emotional quotient or emotional intelligence,
1: and now
2: your LQ, your love quotient. And what Jack is saying in a world driven, in a world run by artificial intelligence, uh, your LQ will become even. More important, or your how deeply, and so the, the article is pretty brief. So now I'm going to begin to elaborate in how I see this whole world. Great, and your it, how deeply, so your LQ. This is my definition. How deeply do you actually understand
1: love? So, and I feel yes, like, to find that force and what it means to what it means to artificial intelligence. This is great.
2: Yeah, and I feel like in order, especially for business owners, because you know, there's a wide range. When I'm when I'm working with clients, there's a wide range of clients that I work with. Sometimes there's people that are on the extreme that are um, very value based, very purpose driven, very in the love conversation or in the emotion conversation but don't have a lot of um, really strong business knowledge. And they typically have, they create great value for their clients, they have amazing businesses, but not all the time the most successful or the most profitable, but they may have people that love them. And then there's the other extreme. There's businesses that are rooted just in the bottom line in profitability, in drive, drive, drive. And may be missing the softer elements like purpose or mission or um, uh, you know, really deeply embracing values, and so for a business owner to truly embrace success, and I feel like it, this is going to be this is going to become even more important as artificial intelligence begins to come into our world. But I feel like even right now, even if there is no uh, threat or, or a pending thing of artificial intelligence coming into your circle, this concept will dramatically impact the results that you create in your business right now and in the long term. And this is, and so going back to, so we have these two extremes of businesses, and so I really believe that it's the middle road. It's the road of, yes, we want to to have mission and purpose and the feeling side inside of our businesses. And we also wanna have really true business founded in business principles and profitability. You know, there's a saying, uh, um, no money, no mission. Meaning that if you're not making money, if you're not profitable, you're not gonna be able to actually successfully fill your mission. Or maybe you have a little bit of money, you have a powerful mission, but you're not really running it profitably. Then you can't get your mission out to as big as an impact as it could have. So I'm creating this frame. So for the business owners that may find yourself, so for some business owners that are already into the conversation about love and you may have a spiritual tone, uh, you may have very high in the purpose, this what I'm about to share with you is going to really make sense. But if you're the business owner that's listening to this and you may have just been in the world of metrics and bottom line and show me the numbers or it doesn't make sense, I'm just going to ask you to be open to listen to what I'm about to share with you because I promise you, in fact, I guarantee you that if you just let this in, this one idea has the biggest ability to shift things and make the biggest impact in your business and in your own personal life. And so going back to the love quotient and what does it actually mean? And I think we first need to start off with redefining our idea of what love is
0: yes, and absolutely. what it actually
2: and what it actually means. And so I want to suggest, there's really two areas of how I would like to, to redefine this, this perspective of looking at love. There's love in the relationship of, of with yourself and how you take care of yourself, and then there's love and how does that actually show up inside of a business. And so I want to approach these in two different conversations. So first I want to start off with, with you and your own life. Are you being kind to yourself? Do you treat, do you take care of your physical body? Do you take care of your emotions? These are all different. These are questions to ask to check in to how are you being loving to yourself? Do you, as you move through life, do you treat yourself in a loving way? And treating yourself in a loving way could look like taking care of yourself physically, working out, eating well. It could look like how you talk to yourself when things don't go right or things don't work out the way that you want them to. what's the conversation that you're having internally with yourself? and this absolutely matters. I read let me let me give you a point from a, a scientific study that I recently uh, I was recently reading this book uh, called Habits, The Power of Habit. And in this book, they found through a scientific study that people actually stuck to their habits better when they treated themselves kindly in the process. Yes. And I'm going I'm and I'm suggesting to you I agree 100%. That Yeah. And I'm suggesting to you that kindness is an aspect of love. So as we're redefining our our understanding of love, we can look at kindness as a way of being loving towards oneself. And they found that people who uh, who, who, um, were kind to themselves stuck to their habits better, and if you know as a business owner – Habits and what you're doing on a daily basis, and having good habits that move you towards the, uh, you know, your your success versus bad habits which move you towards failure. You know how important these are, and not just for yourself individually on a daily basis, but the habits that you have as a company. So they've scientifically proven that when you treat yourself kindly, and you can expand that to how you treat other people inside of your organization, you will create stronger habits. And habits that you more stick to, and of course, you know that that leads to greater success and profitability. So right here is we have it, one specific example of how being kind towards yourself actually creates greater results in your own life and in your business. So tying this back to these two core ideas, how we're tre- in, in redefining love, how we're treating ourselves And how we actually, how does love actually, what does actually love look like in business? And so another thing just on the individual, because I feel like it all starts with you. The success and the results and the happiness and the satisfaction that you create, that you feel, that you wanna feel, begins with you. And one of the most powerful ways that I have found to to treating myself in the most loving and kind way by asking myself this question. And uh, this is I'm asking this question to my um, and this is this is a little it might be esoteric for some but I really want you to follow me on this your inner child. Yes. And that and that could be your you know 5 year old little boy or girl inside. It doesn't matter the age per se but it's the, your innocence. It's the it's the it's the one uh, um, Uh, your uniqueness, your specialness, the person, the little kid inside of you that before all the conditioning of the world happened to you, that aspect of yourself, when you check in with that aspect of yourself, with your inner child, or you can call it your inner self, whatever word works for you, and you just ask yourself this question, what do you need from me right now? And I can tell you, and you might get, if you actually, if you just wanted to, everyone who's listening to this right now, if you just wanted to do this, just ask yourself, what do you need from me right now?
1: And this and is the powerful, very, Chris, yeah. what you're saying here, we got, because we have a couple, about a less than two minutes to break, but this is so powerful because okay. this is so spot on with what I wrote in my book, Master Your Inner Critic, Resolve the Root Cause, Create Prosperity, going back to the childhood to resolve The root cause to the problem to operate within the solution and being kind to yourself in the process. I mean, this is so spot on in terms of 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 the major shifts that can take place within somebody individually, but also collectively as a company. If companies are learning to be kind to you know to themselves and one another, and that's something that becomes a you know a habit. Uh, that, that, that's practiced on a daily basis. We have like one minute to break Chris. Yes. Summarize real, what you have just stated so that the again the listeners can really get a clear picture of you know, how this all how love really can transform uh, business growth.
2: Yep. In a world of rapid change, which is what we're in right now and it's going to accelerate there's number one key factor that will lead to a sustainable business. And the secret is LQ, as Jack puts it, or love and love and how you treat yourself and how you talk to yourself and love and how that is expressed in your business. And we can use different words other than love. And I'll actually we'll go into more distinctions on the business side when we come back.
1: That is great. Well, you're hearing Chris Wise here uh, talk about a, a concept that needs to be heard and why every company, whether if you're small, medium or large, need to listen to this information it's critical for your sustainability going forward in this age of artificial intelligence you're listening to the sustainable success radio show we'll be right back after the break
0: this is the voice america influencers channel be inspired what is balance Devin will fast-track your goals to yummy reality. Tune in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. We don't follow, we lead. Join us. The Voice America Influencers Channel. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's one eight six six four seven two five seven nine five, 472 5795 or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success.
1: Welcome back to the Sustainable Success Radio Show. We're here with our guest, Chris Wise, who is discussing the secret to sustainable business growth in a new artificial intelligence-driven world. And we're discussing a topic that has been brought up, but really a lot of people haven't really heard how it really resonates in today's business world. And that's the world of love, L-O-V-E. Yes, you heard it right, L-O-V-E, love. And Chris was really going into uh, detail about what this means for sustainability and business growth. Chris, I wanted to talk a little bit more about from the personal side for people, like what that means to people, and then we can go back and how that pertains to the business as a whole.
2: Yeah, great. Yeah, thank you. So uh, right before the break, we were talking about asking yourself that question of what do you need from me right now? And really, I'll tell you what, what the underlying answer will always be is I, and this is your inner self, I want your loving attention. And so there's all kinds of different ways to give that to yourself. And so I just highly recommend that if you're listening to this and you're like, man, I really want to give myself more of that to begin to do that as a daily practice, just check in and then give yourself whatever yourself is asking for. Now, as you begin that journey, as you begin to be more kind, treat yourself in a kind and loving way, you will naturally show up more kind and loving in the world. There's so much stuff out there that talks about you know paying it forward and going out and, and you know making active practices of, of doing, uh, of, of being loving in the world and what that looks like. But here's what makes this so easy. The more kind and loving you are to yourself, you're naturally gonna show up that way in the world. And this can look like just on the most subtle, subconscious emotional ways that when you're in so it's, we're tying this right now specifically back to business. When you're in an interaction with somebody, think about this for a second, for, for those hardcore business owners out there that's like, ah, oh, I don't know about this. If somebody can feel your humanity And this is really how this is going to relate to artificial intelligence, too, here in a moment. When you're interacting and somebody can feel how much you care, how much how present you are, uh, how much you care about yourself, about them, about whatever you're interacting with, do you think that there will be greater synergy that's possible of being created in that interaction?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, We said it simultaneously. I love it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And this shows up with your partners that you might have in business, with your investors. I mean, think about if an investor is coming to you and you have been doing this practice and and you're showing up so much more from a caring place, caring about the success of the business, caring about their investment, beyond just profitability. Do you think that that could actually influence somebody to wanting to invest more into your business? Yes, absolutely. This True. translates to your team, your contractors, your employees, your your suppliers. So as you begin to treat yourself in a more kind and loving way, it will just naturally shift how you begin to interact with other people, and subtle things that you may not even necessarily notice from doing this. But the the results that you're actually looking to create will increase, expand, and improve. So now, let's explore a little bit more because we now we've begun to cross the chasm of how this translates from how we're doing this on a on a personal basis, how our love quotient or how we're treating ourselves lovely can actually begin to translate into business. Let's actually talk about what does love look like in action in business. And I want to suggest to you that being profitable is actually an aspect of love. That building a successful company, having the intention and the goal of building a sustainable business that is profitable, that makes an impact, that has a purpose, is what love looks like in action. It's what love would do. And so I wanted you to help create a greater context that probably all the things that you're already doing – Inside of growing a successful business is what love looks like in business. So, from many aspects, there's not a shift necessarily of necessarily things to do. Those shifts will occur as you begin to treat yourself more kind and loving. But that just begin to see that things that you're already doing are ways that love. It's what love does looks like in business, like paying your people on time, honoring your word, being in integrity, having the values that are what make a business successful, successful persistence, dependability. Whatever the values, on, if you haven't defined that, perhaps you've already defined what values you have in your business. I'm suggesting that those values are just different reflections of what love looks like in action in a business. Now, hopefully for many of you, that blows the lid off of what love actually means and looks like, of what your love quotient is. And so this also translates to specific business principles. And so for those of you that may have been more on the softer side of this conversation, of who have a great mission, who have a great purpose, but haven't fully embraced uh, or haven't fully taken on, Uh, Wise Business Principles. We're going to be talking about that here in a moment. But before we do, before we get into that conversation, I want to connect how this will make even more of a difference as artificial intelligence, as robotics, become more and more apparent and important and integrated into our daily lives. And that it is coming. I know that there is a day coming, and it might be in 20 years or more, where we actually have robots, artificial intelligence, that either show up on our computer screen when we go to somebody's website. In fact, they already have versions of these now that will show up on the website and interact with us, that their whole neural network is tied into the back end of the business where you can ask any question and it gives you an answer. And I know that there will be a day when you go to a trade show and perhaps as opposed to having somebody present there, there might be a robotic artificial intelligence there representing the business that had everything loaded. And they look just like a person. That day will come. But here's what will make the biggest difference as we begin to enter, move into that age, artificial intelligence and robots, is that even a robot, robots don't have emotion. They can have simulative emotion. They don't have a soul. They don't have beliefs. That's what makes us uniquely human. And that fundamental aspect, you could sum it up as love. Love is what connects us as humans. It, what makes, us, it, makes, it makes us alive. You know, I think back to you know, even when, when babies are being born, if they don't receive physical touch, and, and I can tell you, thinking of physical touch – Either to yourself or to another, as a way of expressing love, of love in action on the personal basis. If babies don't receive love, if babies don't receive physical touch, they die. Love is so essential to us as a human being in our growth and our development, and our success, and how, and even you know, like we mentioned before, in our habits. And that's what robots and artificial intelligence will never have. It may be able to simulate it, but I feel like we'll just know as a human being. Because there's a a very deep uh, sense that we can sense when somebody – the level that somebody is connecting with us on, which is why it's so important that we love ourselves so deeply uh, and be kind to ourselves because we can feel that as humans, even though if we might not be able to put it into words, we consciously or maybe even unconsciously know that. And so as we move into this world, that will become our competitive advantage love will be our competitive advantage in an artificial driven world
1: yeah, and so it's, it's something powerful. That, yeah. powerful yeah keep going yeah. Chris any any, so yeah. any other you know examples that can solidify what you're saying are going to be very useful to the listeners yeah
2: yeah and so as we as we move into this world even before all that all this is happening it's something that can make a tremendous difference right now in our daily lives and how we're for our own personal lives and our success and happiness and, and, and for our businesses
1: and how they're growing. This is powerful. And, and, and it's so spot on because, you know, when it comes down to it, it's all about people, right? You know, businesses can't. I mean, even though we have artificial intelligence, you still need to have people present, and it's people that we serve. And, and that connection is built upon love. It, it's the highest vibrational energy of all and what glues everybody together. And it's so important that instead of seeking outside of yourself, you have to be kind to yourself first, as Chris stated, because if you're being kind to yourself, it's not in a selfish way. Even if companies are kind to themselves, it's not in a selfish way because you can't be you can't help somebody else. Or help another client, without being kind to yourself first. So empowering them and being the example goes a long way. And that that that's that's some powerful information, Chris. Now, Chris, in terms of you know this information, in terms of how you know companies can start to incorporate you know you know beliefs and values and and most importantly love into their organizations. Can you talk about like scaling versus growth? What what is the difference yep. between both? Yep. Yeah. And so um, it's
2: important. So as a business owner uh, in this conversation, it's important to understand solid business principles. And so what we're moving into now is some really some specific key ideas around how to tactically and strategically grow your business. Um, and so one of the, you know, the first thing here is being at me being a scaling expert is really understanding what scaling is and how that is actually different than growth. Because, Everybody wants to grow their company. And so growth is when you're focused on typically just growing sales or marketing. Hey, I want to increase you know, uh, $100,000 in revenue this month. Or you know, we want to grow you know, to a million dollars or $2 million this year in revenue. Right, so there's very, it's a very specific uh, growth just typically just relating to sales and marketing. Now, when we look at scaling, Scaling is a larger conversation, it's a holistic, it's a systematic approach to growth. Yes, we still have growth targets, but how are we gonna get there in a way that serves the entire business? So that we don't end up, or we try to be as strategic as possible to prevent situations where we're growing too fast, where we're we're selling more than we can actually fulfill on successfully, And, and how actually are we pacing our growth because there is an ideal pace of growth for the for your business and when you begin to understand the scaling methodology you can actually begin to pace this and get a sense and rhythm of this for what the ideal growth is for your business because if you're growing too fast then all sorts of like we were just talking about all sorts of fulfillment problems uh, all sorts of other challenges can happen inside of your business Um, And then on the reverse side, if you're not growing fast enough, then you can have stagnation. Uh, You can get frustrations inside of your business, losing revenue. And so really, um, scaling is a systematic process and approach to where, hey, this is where we're headed, and we're going to make sure that all segments of our business are aligned. So uh, as we're growing our sales floor, we want to make sure that we have different systems uh, in place. So if we want to bring on a new salesperson, there's a training process. There's a, um, a hiring process in place. Uh, our, we have our accounting in line. We have our accounting departments lined up. So as new sales and new revenues are coming in, we have systems and structures and processes and documentation in place to um, make sure that, that the accounting department can scale. So for every department inside of your company and even creating the departmental structure to begin with, um, having all of that planned out or at least thought through as the company is growing, this is where we want to focus next is, a key, is what scaling is all about.
1: Great. And, and what are some – I mean, do you recommend that when it comes to scaling, it's so important that, that companies need to look to the outside? If it's not something that they're familiar with, do you, I mean, do you strongly recommend that they look at sources like yourself that are experts in this area rather than trying to figure this out on their own? Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
2: absolutely. And, and so, there, it, it, yes, for several different reasons. Uh, the first reason is just for experience. Um, unless you have successfully scaled companies in the past, um, you, and if you are really serious about growing your company as fast as possible in the most effective way, getting outside help from a scaling expert or a growth expert is going to help you so much more about that. It's about that mentoring, about that coaching. It's about the guidance. Um, so that's the first aspect. The second aspect is typically you are in your business as the CEO founder, whatever role you're playing, you're working in the business. You got your, you, uh, you, you know, your head in, in the business. And so sometimes it can be very difficult, To pull your head up and look at all the different pieces, even looking at yourself and how that relates to the entire business. Most people can't do that Are a piece of the business. And so having somebody that has that perspective, and this is one of my unique gifts, is looking at the business from the 30,000-foot view and seeing how you and all the rest of the people and your team and your systems and your processes fit inside of the organization, um, that actually, uh, that perspective enables you, then I share that with you, and then that gives you a whole new perspective so that you're empowered on how to actually grow your business. So it's this additional perspective that an outside person can bring that only can happen actually from the outside.
1: No, and that makes sense, because when you think about it, we, we all mean well. Like, if I'm a business owner and I have my vision, I have my purpose, but sometimes we can have blinders on, right? We we kind of want to see it the way we see it and, and, and yeah. how it has to go. But when you have somebody that's neutral and unbiased and has experience and can see it, like you said, from a 30,000-foot uh, view, they're able to see where there's those potential obstacles and challenges or, be, or begin to look at maybe a new direction might be better than where you're, what you're currently involved with to get to where you want to be in terms of scalability. And I think that's where it's so important to have people like yourself – that have that expertise to do that, and as they learn through this experience and go through the process, then hey, it doesn't mean that they can't, you know, do this again, maybe for another product or another division, or perhaps they leave and start another business. But they, you know, they they get that experience behind them. Uh, Chris, we got thirty seconds before the break, so a quick summary on scaling versus growth, real quick, so that we can drive home what that means for the listeners.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So. Typically, most people, when they're growing their company, they think about just focusing on sales and marketing. And if you only are focused on sales and marketing and not how the rest of your business ties in, you're actually limiting your growth by only focusing on growth. So scaling is a, is a holistic approach to how you're growing your company so that all parts of your business, your culture, your systems, your structure, your people, everything is actually all growing as one unique organism. And to tie it in with everything... That is what I see as the most powerful, loving approach to growing
1: a business. Awesome. You're hearing this from Chris Wise, an expert in scaling businesses. This is the Sustainable Success Radio Show. We'll be right back after the break.
0: Change starts here, change starts now. Join us, the Voice America Influencers Channel. Join us at the next level. Visit ChristopherSalem.com. it will be the best hour of your week.
1: Looking for exciting video content live and on demand? Visit www.voiceamerica.tv for exclusive content you just can't find anywhere else. That's voiceamerica.tv.
0: Tune in now. Hear the stories. Be motivated. Be inspired. Join us today. Voice America Influencers. You are listening to Sustainable Success with Chris Salem. Call into our program today at 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or send an email to Chris at ChristopherSalem.com. Now, back to Sustainable Success.
1: Welcome back to the Sustainable Success Radio Show. Again, we're here with our special guest, Chris Wise, an expert in scaling businesses. And if you're just joining us, we were talking in in the first segment of the show about the impact of love and the power that it has when in, in developing kindness with, with individuals and with businesses so we could take our businesses to another level. We also were talking about what the difference between scaling versus growth in a business because there's a difference, and Chris went into length. So if you're just joining us, we encourage you to listen on demand again to get this uh, content that will really allow you to pivot in whatever you're doing in your business. So Chris, uh, getting back where we left off with scaling versus growth, this leads us into the next area. As you know, companies are look either if they're in the scale mode, the growth mode. How do they go about managing cash flow and profitability? What What are some of the biggest obstacles companies face when growing from you know one level of, of income level that they're at to the next level? Let's say if it if they're a five million dollar company to ten million, a fifty million dollar company to hundred million. Yep.
2: Yeah. Great. You know, uh, you know, cash flow and profitability, of all the, the companies that I've worked with, how a company manages its cash flow and profitability is one of the biggest uh, make or break factors. And it, it sometimes it blows my mind, actually, uh, how many times uh, it, this actually goes un- ignored. Uh, I would say at least eight out of 10 companies that I've worked with that are under- 10 million in revenue aren't um, optimally managing their cash flow and profitability. And this is one of the biggest keys to long-term sustainable success. Here's an interesting statistic. Uh, There's approximately 28 million businesses in the United States. Only 4% make it, beyond the $1 million in revenue mark. And only 0.4% make it beyond the $10 million revenue, annual revenue mark. And one of the biggest factors of why that is, is how they manage their cash flow and profitability. And this looks different depending on where you're at in this Cycle in terms of, of where you should be focusing. So typically for companies, if you have a business that's under a million, the most important thing really that you need to be focusing on is driving revenue. And of course, all the other things to support that and, and scaling is important, but it's, it's all about driving revenue at that point and how you are actually, um, uh, so manage, let's talk about managing cash for companies that are under a million. First, you want to make sure that you have an entity. You want to make sure that you have separate business bank accounts. And especially for companies that are from zero to 100,000, that's something that you want to get taken care of in that time frame. You have an entity, separate bank accounts. Then from 100,000 to let's say 500,000, and of course you could do this before. You want to make sure that all of your transactions are going into some sort of accounting software like Xero or QuickBooks Online. I I recommend QuickBooks Online for all my clients. And so then you have a bookkeeper, you have somebody internally that's helping you categorize your transactions, and that you're looking at your profit and loss statement and balance sheet on a regular basis. And if you don't know what those words are, or if you aren't looking at them, then that should be a red flag right now. And, And the fact... It, it's, it's amazing. Eight out of ten companies that I begin to work with aren't actively looking at these. So I know that probably 80% of you that are listening to this aren't actively looking at accurate p on at least a monthly basis. So then for companies that are beginning to get to a million and beyond, and in fact, even of course, even before this, it then becomes all about your, uh, how you're then managing that cash, and and what you're how you're reinvesting that cash back into the company? Because once you hit a million, to get to the next level, the two million, five million, and ten million, it's all about new systems and structures, it's expanding the team, and it's duplicating what you started in zero to a million. That's going to get you to ten million. And so how you're so you're going to need to have cash. You're going to need to have money available to reinvest back into the company. And so this is really where it comes down into how you're managing profitability. So you want, so for companies, let's say they're at a million. Yeah, I could even say 500,000 to a million. You want to begin to begin this thinking. You want to have a profitability goal. How much money are you going to have left over what's your, uh, after your expenses? What's your target profitability? And that could be different depending on your business, because then from there, you want to put some into – and you set up these percentages. So let's, let's – first, I'll give you the frame, and then I'll give you an example. So you are you want to put some back into savings. You want to put some out into distributions for the owners potentially, and you want to have some to reinvest back into your business. And there's, all of that could be different percentages. So, for example, let's say that your business, uh, just to make it easy, is doing $100,000 uh, a month. In revenue and you're at a 20 percent profitability which means that you would have twenty thousand dollars left over at the end of the month of profit after all your expenses and let's say that you're gonna pay um, of that twenty thousand dollars you want five thousand dollars for twenty five percent to pay out distribution to the owners you want five percent or $5,000 to go into savings, and you wanna take $10,000 and reinvest back into the growth of the company. So that's a frame, that's not what to do um, for your business, but that is a way of thinking about managing cash flow and profitability, that when you create those types of frames for your business, that puts you in the greatest position for success. And of course, that's different for every business and where you're at and what your goals are, but that's the thought process in the frames from zero to that thinking will take you to 10 million and beyond of what you can do and how you want to approach it
1: wow that's that's powerful so if you're listening to this i mean it doesn't matter how big your business is it can be a small business it could be you know a, a mid-sized business or a large business this is really all the same it's so important to be tracking your L no matter what level because this is where you're going to be able to see signs of where you need to pay attention to and reallocate your money. So if you're not sure uh, how to go about doing that or really understanding what to look for, this is where people like Chris come into play and can really help identify those key points. Now, Chris, moving forward, you know we, that leads us into the analytics side in terms of kind of measuring things here. And uh, there's a thing called the mission metric. What is the most important metric that companies of any size need to need to know about?
2: Yeah, yeah, and this is something that I created, and it, it's called the mission metric. Oh, wow! And there, so, there you go. As a company,
0: yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, and, and so as a company, you should have a mission statement. I mean, that your mission or your purpose statement is what your company is all about. It's the purpose. It's what you're actually out to fulfill um, and, and to bring to the world. And there's lots of there's lots of stuff online on how to uh, create a mission, and I also uh, help companies create mission statements, but. Most companies have at least some idea or have a mission statement written. And then you can create a culture. Then a culture gets created inside of your company around the mission. And having there's all kinds of different techniques on how to get the mission really integrated into your culture so that people have more purpose in what they're doing around fulfilling a mission. But this is something that I developed called the mission metric that takes this one step further and makes actually the results that get created inside of your business at least 10x. So follow me on this. If you have a mission statement, you have an organization with a team and a culture, and you apply this principle, this can create a minimum of 10x results inside of your business. And here's what that is. Powerful. (laughs) It's, crea- it's put creating one metric that actually is reflective of your mission statement. And the reason is that this is so powerful is because a mission statement is very it's intangible. It's soft. It can be fuzzy. But it does impact culture. It's very powerful. But when you can create one metric that's reflective of your mission statement – then everybody inside of your organization now has one metric that they can get behind. And when they see how their particular role or their particular job impacts, and what they do on a daily basis impacts that metric, now everybody can see in a measurable term the difference that they're making in relationship to the mission at hand. And if you wanna talk about something that's so powerful that will actually transform productivity, profitability, revenue, generation inside of your company, it's this. And there's really three key principles that um, make this happen, and then I'll give you an example of a company that I did this with. And that is this, so first off, your um, metric needs to be reflective of your mission. It actually needs to relate pretty obvious the second thing is is that the metric needs to directly tie into revenue into it needs to be some metric that can be easily tied to revenue and then the third piece is everybody inside the organization it needs to be able to be tied to everybody's role inside of the company so let me give you an example of, of of a company I did this with. So there's a, a yoga studio that I'm working with. They, I'm helping them scale to 150 locations across the country. They've had a very powerful uh, culture. Um, I helped them clarify their mission statement. After we helped them clarify their mission statement, we came up with the mission metric. Uh, and And their mission is to spread kindness through the building of yoga communities. And so the metric that we came up with is the number of active memberships inside of the organization. And so this tie directly ties into revenue, everybody inside the organization was able, it was directly impacted that, and it was an actual measurement of uh, building yoga communities and spreading kindness. And so as this got created, and it's actually uh, still now being spread through the organization, the results that this is creating and how people are showing up in their jobs and the impact on bottom line revenue is absolutely insane. And it is just so exciting as this is being spread. And now in their metrics dashboard, everybody can log in and see this metric. They understand how their job function ties into this. And it is just so beautiful how this is impacting their, their, their growth.
1: Well, this is powerful. So if, you, if you're hearing this, you know, if you've never heard of the term the mission metric, this is so important that something that has to be incorporated into your strategy. Again, it doesn't matter what size business you are. This is going to be something that if you're striving for sustainable success in your business, this is something that you want to know more about. And if you have any questions, uh, you can contact Chris, which Chris is going to be providing us some information on that here shortly. So, Chris, that being said, We want to let the listeners know where they could also learn more about you, where they can find you. What are some of the things that you're working on right now?
2: Yeah, yeah. So um, wiseprofits.net is the place to go, wiseprofits.net. It explains all how I help companies scale. Um, And actually on my blog, there's an article where I specifically talk about creating a mission metric for yourself. So if you go to wiseprofits.net and then go to the blog, you'll actually see an article on... Uh, the mission metric, and there's actually a a previous article on cash flow and profitability and actually a checklist of questions that you can see uh, in in helping evaluate uh, how effectively you're uh, managing cash flow and profitability. Uh, But when you go to the site, um, one of the things, and actually I'll just offer this as a gift to everyone that uh, I, I spent time with today, that we spent time with today, I think complimentary scaling strategy session and when you go on to the site you'll actually see on you'll see a link on there that says schedule a strategy session we'll start off with a 15-minute discovery call and so if any of this has sound interested to you and you wanted to kind of get to know how I might be able to help you better in your own business um, there's a link right on there. there is also a contact page too if you wanted to just to reach out to me for other things
1: Wow, that's great Chris so anybody listening again take take, uh, take, uh, Chris up on his offer uh, Chris is, is a, and again, an expert in scaling businesses, and it will offer you a wealth of knowledge to help you no matter where you are at this point, whether starting, or if you've been in business for a while. So uh, take advantage of that. And again, you can listen on demand. If for any reason that you missed that, you could go back and listen and get that information. We'll also have that on the uh, Sustainable Success uh, 2017 Facebook page. So, Chris, um, we're going to be closing out the show here shortly. But do you have anything coming up where people are going to be speaking anywhere or anything coming up where people may be able to see you or? Yeah, I would say um, uh, there's
2: here in Los Angeles in November, I don't have the date where I'll actually be going more in depth of talking about this co- the same conversation that we had today. Um, I, I don't have anything specific, but I'd say the best way just to stay in touch is, okay. is on my website, wiseprofits.net. And, um, uh, and, and just actually a little bit more about specifically the types of companies that I work with. Typically I'm working, uh, I'd say half of my clients are in the one to $10 million revenue range. I have uh, a handful of clients that are, uh, you know, right at 250 to a million and then a few that are over 10. Uh, but even if you're, you know, so if you're in that range and you want to continue the conversation, feel free to reach out. Or if you're not and you just want some support, you can just do an email and uh, my contact information is there. I'm happy to, to help out those who I can.
1: Awesome. Well, hey, Chris, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy morning to join us here on the Sustainable Success Radio Show. This topic is is necessary, especially when we were talking about the uh, importance of love in, with kindness with individuals and in businesses and the impact that it has. And, of course, talking about scaling versus growth. Yeah. So I wanted to thank you again for joining us. Yeah, absolutely. So, thank
2: you. And I think there's one thing to remember. It really really is loving your internal self. The most powerful thing of what I've shared is deeply loving you and asking yourself that question,
1: what do you need from me right now? Ah, powerful. So you got to hear that again. If you missed it, you can listen on demand. But we want to thank you listeners as well. We also want to thank our sponsor, PowerPack3. Again, PowerPack3.com. Go see them. And we will see you next Wednesday. Have a great day, everyone.
0: Thank you for tuning in to Sustainable Success. Be sure to join Chris Salem and his guests every Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time and 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Have an incredible week.